Hello, human family. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. You're listening to the Starting With Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host heart-centered conversations exploring all topics of the human and spiritual experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure you join our community by subscribing and sharing. I am so honored you have joined us. It's your girl, your host, Jocelyn. Y como siempre, I'm so grateful you are here and so grateful you are tuning into this insightful conversation we're about to have with Leah McLeod, who is a human design expert. So this conversation is going to be all about human design, and I'm so excited to get into it with you, Leah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you about human design. Yeah. So we start all of these conversations with gratitude. So I'd love for you to share with us what it is that you currently feel grateful for. So in the new year, I just moved to a new place and I'm feeling really grateful for that. And it's somehow we have managed my partner and I to move every new year. Like we managed to kind of have our leases renew in January. And it's been kind of nice doing that. It's hard because, you know, the holidays can be stressful and then trying to pack and stuff, but it can be really great because it feels like every year has this sort of fresh start. And I feel that this year we moved to a brand new place and it's like bigger than anywhere we've lived before. And it's closer to the beach. We live in Newport and I'm just like so excited to be in like a new office space. And I'm really grateful for that and just the ability to able to kind of work. I don't know so many of like where I'm now probably talk about this at some point, but so much of what I'm doing right now is like a a dream come true for me in in terms of like things that I've been able to manifest. (laughs) So I'm so grateful. Yeah. And I'm guessing that human design totally assisted you in the manifestations of where you are today. So yes, we're Mm -hmm. definitely going to be talking about that. But as I mentioned, this conversation is going to be all about human design what is human design, what human design is not, um, your own story. Um, we might, we might, if we have some time, dive into our charts a bit and talk a bit more about yeah. that and what people should look out for. But I think the best place to start is just you sharing with us in your own words what human design is. Yeah, of course. So Human design is a system that is based on your birth time that helps people to get into alignment by understanding their energy. And it's a self-awareness system that is like, it's sort of, I always say it's like Enneagram and astrology had a baby, but Enneagram is not a part of human design and astrology is. Um, And it's, it's sort of this modality that is made up of several ancient modalities and wisdoms. And human design helps us to understand ourselves at a cellular level an energetic level and make decisions in accordance to our energy and its purpose is by getting us into a flow state to help us have better relationships to find the right careers manifest quicker and just live a life that is full of the least amount of resistance and more flow mm, i haven't heard a description of human design in that way. And when I personally think of 
you know, coming into a state of flow, I always think of the chakra system. Mm -hmm. Is the chakra system somehow a part of human design? Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's made up of astrology, the chakra system, the Chinese I Ching, the Kapala tree of life in quantum physics and genetics. So it's sort of this like layered system that takes all of these modalities and sort of links them together to help us understand ourselves and specifically within the chakra system you know this chakra system is based out of seven centers that each hold different energies and those are actually all within your chart but in human design there's actually nine versus seven so it draws on a couple extra energies that we look at for um, different sort of themes that can appear in our lives oh, i didn't know that mm-hmm. um so who would you say human design is for like you know, you mentioned that it's it helps you really understand yourself on all of these different levels, but more specifically, who would you say human design is for? Like if you're looking for this or if you're trying to understand this, then go to human design. Yeah, yeah. So human design is well, one is for everyone. So I think that anyone should know their human design. Like there isn't something that has to happen in your life that requires you to see a human design reader, right? Like I think a lot of times we see different healers or coaches and things because like, you know, something happens. And then, so it's like, we, we need some, you know, guidance or, you know, we want to go see a medium because someone close to us recently passed or something like that. Like human designs for everyone. And, you know, so are all of those other things, but I say that human design is really helpful when you're feeling stuck in life. Um, it's really helpful for, if you're a parent, if you're looking to um, learn how your energy operates so you can perform at the top of your game, um, whether that's like within your family or even your career or job. If you want to understand your partner better, your kids better, your you know coworker or team better, human design is great for understanding those. Human design is great for making decisions, which is probably like the number one thing. And so if you need help with decisions coming up, whether they're big or small, human design can be really beneficial in helping you use your intuition to guide you through a decision rather than, you know, using your head so much. Um, And then, you know, I like to say that it's really important if you feel like you're stuck, if you're out of alignment and specifically, like if you're frustrated, bitter, if you're feeling um, disappointed, if you're angry in life, these are sort of like what we call not self being by all the energy types. If you're feeling any of those things, human design is a great tool to use. And lastly, I love manifestation and I think human design is really amazing at helping us manifest quicker. So I also say like, if you're trying to bring something into your life, getting into alignment's the first step. So using your human design when making those decisions will help you kind of do that. I feel called to ask like, why do you say human design is super helpful in assisting us intentionally manifest things into our lives? I'm guessing it's because it assists us coming into the flow state which is mm-hmm. like a huge thing, right? Because then we're no longer, you know, blocking ourselves or limiting ourselves in some way. And we're becoming more consciously aware of like how we best show up in the world and how we best respond to the world. And so that assists us in um, really discovering like our best manifestation style, if you will. That's my assumption. But I guess, you know, in your words again, how would you say, or like, why is it that you're saying, you know, you feel human design is super helpful for manifesting? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for so many reasons, and this is actually perfect timing because I I also have a podcast that I just sort of started and, um, I just recorded a whole episode on this that will be coming here soon. So, and this is like perfect because this has just been like the theme of my week. Um, 
So why I say that is because human design helps us get back to our energy. And what I mean by that is, so we are born with this energetic blueprint and we're born the highest versions of ourselves, right? Like you always hear people say like, you know, babies are so perfect and they're like untouched, right? Like they um, don't have any scratches. They're just like born amazing. And that's sort of like how our energy is too. Like we're born with this like beautiful energy and, and it's really about living our life in accordance to that and not kind of, you know, trying to have different energy or trying to be someone else. And I think what happens is throughout our lives, especially as we start to enter into some of our like adolescent phases, or um, we start to enter like the school systems or middle school and, and that sort of thing, we start to lose track of ourselves. We start to let the outside world come inward. So a lot of us lose sight of what we're actually interested in or what we want to do or or what makes us happy because we're trying to fit in, we're trying to be cool, we're trying to please our parents. And so we experience this conditioning where it's like we're told that we should all learn the same way or that, you know, you should do this differently or um or like I said your parents can even like tell you that like this is something that they think you're really good at and you may not even enjoy that thing. And so why I think human design is so great for manifestation is because it allows us to learn how to decondition and get rid of all of those things to come back to ourselves, to come back to that highest version. And what we know about manifestation is that it's about aligning your frequency to the energy of the things that you desire. And so when we're at a flow state, when we're when we're close to who we are naturally, the things that we were born to have in this lifetime are already, they're chasing us. They're attracted to us. We become magnetic. And so human design helps us to make decisions, to decondition, to help us get closer to that alignment and to allow things that are meant for us to flow into our lives with more ease and less resistance. And so therefore you just start to manifest quicker. There's going to be opportunities that show up that you know, you, you've dreamt about, or you may, they may even be bigger than your dreams. There's going to be things that happen that, you know, that you thought would make it be hard and they actually end up being easier. There's going to be people that fall out of your life, but like in a very like simple way, or there's going to be people that show up in your life that, you know, came out of nowhere. And so I think that that's really the beauty of how we can use human design to streamline our lives. Mm-hmm. I love everything that you mentioned, and I'm excited to tune into that episode that you're talking about from your podcast. And by the way, I'll be linking your podcast and where you can find all about Leah in the description below the episode. But I love everything that you mentioned because it's so true that, you know, we grow up with all of these conditionings, with all of these programmings in a society that, that makes us believe that we all have to learn in this one same way. We all have to succeed in this one same way. We all have to like conform to this one single system. Um, and, you know, as we get older and this one system that we grew up conditioned by and programmed with isn't working for us, isn't serving us. And we start to feel stuck. And it's like, you know, I feel like I'm doing all the right things that I was told to do, but it's like, just not, it doesn't feel right for me. I feel like I'm not making the most of it. I don't feel in alignment. I feel lost. Um, Things aren't manifesting for me. Like, I don't understand. You get frustrated. Kind of like all all of this you already kind of touched on. Um, And yeah, we become like enmeshed with the collective energies. We, we, we become enmeshed with the energies of our classmates, our teachers, um, our home environment. And we do lose 
our own energy, like our own blueprint. And I, you know, when I was like revisiting your, your brand, I just was thinking to myself, like, I love her brand name, like the design of you. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, I feel like that's really what human design is. It's like the design of each and every single one of us. Um, so it makes so much sense, you know, (laughs) that, you know, learning about our own design and kind of returning back home to our true selves and our true energy, um, absolutely assists with manifestation. And I'm sure you have your own stories. Um, so let's get a little bit more into like your own personal story. How did human design find you? Yeah, I love that you phrase it that way because I always say human design finds people. It's like never by mistake that it shows up in your life when it does. It's all divine timing. And for me, it happened simply by listening to a podcast. And uh, this was years ago. I was, I don't even remember the podcast. It just, some, there was a guest and I was like, oh, human design, like what's this thing? And I've always been someone that's really into all of this, you know, self-development. I love you know, that sort of stuff, the Myers-Briggs, I mentioned Enneagram earlier, you know, the Strikes Finder. I also love healers. Like I've gone to mediums and psychics and all of those things my entire life. And so I've just really always been on this like self-discovery journey. And I really do feel like it's because I've always felt a little bit different and I never really knew why. So by hearing about human design, I was like, oh, what's this, you know, quiz I haven't taken. And, you know, it's not really a quiz. It's based on, you know, your birth information. So when this happened to me, I look up human design and there really wasn't a lot that existed. And at this time, like human design still very new. It feels like it's starting to have its moment. And um, yeah, so at the time it was like, no one was talking about it. I couldn't really find a lot of content to learn more. And so I just, you know, didn't really revisit it. And then Actually, a few years later, I was on Instagram and an influencer that I follow, she had shared that she just had a human design reading. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's that. I remember learning about that thing. I want to learn more. And I remember looking it up at the time and then finding more information about it online. And I was like, really intrigued at that point. And so I just right away scheduled a session And, um, I had a reading with someone and I was blown away by it. And I was blown away by the accuracy and how seen that I felt. And I knew, I kind of knew after I booked it, like, I think there was like a week or so in between the time that I booked it from when the session was that I was ready to become like a reader. Like I just knew there was a draw there and I'm a generator and generators are supposed to kind of follow what lights them up. And I had that like lit upness before I really had the language for it. And I had before the reading was on Amazon had purchased the definitive book of human design and started to like kind of read a little bit about it and then had my session and just told the girl, I was like, I think I want to do this. And so she really walked me through like educating me along the way within my reading, like telling me like why certain things are this. And I was asking questions and it was just so great. And so I actually, you know, I worked a corporate job for a long time and sort of had my whole career laid out for me there. And I liked what I did, but I I felt like deeply unfulfilled as I think a lot of us do when we work in corporate America. And some of us don't, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But for me, I was like, I know that there's something greater for me. Like I was meant to help people. And even my human design says that, which is always really interesting once I kind of started to learn about it. But I ended up, I ended up trying to teach myself and doing a self-study and 
there came a point where that just wasn't enough. And I knew I needed to enroll in a training. So then I enrolled in a training and then I became, you know, certified and started just reading friends and family on the side. Like I always said, it was like a party trick for me at first. It was like, you know, over wine with my girlfriends, like, let's like, what's your human design? You know, like, you know, girls love this sort of stuff. So <laughs> it was like, you know, when you talk about horoscopes and I always had like the birthdays, numbers and stars, like, um, astrology book at my home. So it was like, you know, just another thing, but I found that I was really good at it. And I think that I've always had this desire to, like I said, help people and coach people. And so it kind of gave me this sort of framework to do that. And so, um, yeah, I just started kind of doing that on the side and then, it became increasingly really difficult to bucket my life between what I really wanted to do and and what I was being called to do more of and the life that I was actually living. And so this is a very, there could be a lot more details mixed in here, but you know, there was like an episode of depression. There was like a promotion that happened at my job that um, really like kicked me into like feeling really lost. And like, I didn't know what I was doing in my life because I felt like I couldn't leave this giant safety net. And yeah, so I ended up finally listening to my intuition, actually living in accordance to my design. And it's been kind of crazy. And and I'll tell you what, this was not even a year ago when I actually left to do human design and it's just sort of taken off. Um, I have it's crazy the amount of things that happen when you are living in alignment, the amount of manifestations that you, you know, things you put on your vision board that are actually coming true. So, um, so yeah, so I, that's sort of my story in a very brief synopsis. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. And I know there's so much, so much there. So, you know, you mentioned that, you know, human design just made you feel seen. And I'm curious, you know, we're going to get a, a little bit more into, you know, my, my chart and like what I know and how I felt and that kind of stuff. But what I'll briefly share is that, I mean, I don't know much, but when I found out that I'm a manifesting generator and I learned just a bit more about that specifically, it made me specifically feel seen because I was like, oh, okay. It makes sense why I'm always you know, consistently having my hands in a lot of different things that make me feel very passionate. And I need to and deserve to allow myself to not feel guilty or ashamed of always pursuing these different, all these, all of these different things, which we'll get more into, but I'm curious to know, like how human design specifically made you feel seen when you were first kind of diving more into it. Yeah. So I'm a five, one sacral generator, which means that I'm designed to make decisions using my gut and I'm supposed to follow things that light me up. And satisfaction is supposed to be the thing that I sort of like embody in life. And, you know, we have these things called channels, which are some of our greatest gifts. And so when I was leaning into my greatest gifts and my, my energy type, and then my profile, which is this five, one, I was really starting to feel like really seen. Like I always say human design provided language for my soul that I had been searching for forever. And what really jumped out to me originally was um, this desire to, to do something that felt really right for me and that gut sort of knowing and everyone has a unique intuition, but I think I always kind of felt like I do have a strong gut. Like I just know things. And that was probably the first piece and then I think the reality hidden for me that was, I am not happy. I'm not satisfied in life. And if satisfaction is a sign that I'm in alignment, 
I'm really not frustration is a sign that I'm out of alignment. I was filled with a lot of frustration. I felt very stuck. And so I was living very out of touch with who I am. Um, and so I think that was like my biggest learning was being like, this is how I'm supposed to live. And I feel like everything that like maybe more of the shadows of my chart, I felt like I was living in a shadow state. And so that really resonated with me at first because I started to be like, okay, well, what would make me satisfied? What does feel good? And I found that the more that I started following that satisfaction, there was things that just started to show up for me. There was like, you know, some sort of shadow work or pulling back the deeper layers. And, you know, the part about my profile is I'm what we call the challenge solver, or I like to call this the unique savior, which why this is, is because one part of my personality is about helping people, serving others, being of service in the world. And um, there's like this energy about me that people are naturally drawn to me to show up and help them in some way. And this can be either negative or positive. Some people will can project onto me and um, can think that I'm going to help them in ways that I never even signed up for. So I was actually like, that really spoke to me. And, you know, the other part of my profile is that I'm really investigative and I like research and I love to have a strong foundation of knowledge. And um, that one shows up a lot in my chart. And I loved knowledge. Like I remember as a kid, my parents would joke that I always knew random statistics. I would be like seven years old and I'd be like, did you know that like 48% of people, blah, 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 because I'd read like in a magazine and it would stick with me. And so I just, when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, that's me to a T. And, you know, different gifts I have in my chart. I um, have the channel of marketing, which makes me incredibly good at like um, marketing, even design and different things like that. And, you know, that gift in alone, like that gift by itself was something that I felt like I was already doing a lot in my life. Like I had always had a career in marketing. <laughs> like I always worked in that sort of place. And, the greatest uh, gift within my chart, I was born under the gate one and um, gate one is the gate of creativity. And I have always been creative my whole life. And a lot of times I tell people, you can usually find in your, like when people are kids, they're living in alignment. A lot of times I kind of mentioned when you're born and there's less conditioning that happens because we're just like, you know, have, we're kids, you know, we, we just do, we don't care what people think. And as a kid, I was very, very creative and I always have been, but I always felt like, you know, I didn't really express that part of myself as I got older, but like, you know, here's some just examples. So I was so good in art class as a kid, <laughs> like notably, like the art teacher was like, you're really good at art. And I love to draw. My parents literally had like frame drawings of mine because they would be like, Leah's so good. And you know, what's funny is I didn't want to be an artist because I used to say, I want to be an artist one day. And my sister said, artists don't become famous unless they die. <laughs> and so that was a conditioning and I never wanted to do art again, but I've always been really creative. And I mean, there were times where um, I would just I would just have a moment where I would start to like get into this creative space. Like my sister one year for her for Christmas, I ended up building this like I was in middle school and I built this whole sort of um, like pegboard of this thing to hang in a room. And I got all these little like trinkets of photos of our family and these flowers. And I built this whole thing for her out of nowhere. And my parents are like, what? Like I was in our garage, like up there grabbing wood and like putting different like pieces of foam board together. And I just like always would get these sort of creative ideas. And um, yeah, so that's really shown up for me in my whole life. So when I found out that I was born under the gate of creativity, I was like, that just is no one could have ever like, no one knows that about me. I don't think that not no one, but like 
it's not something that I was embodying. And so really like my chart, when you work with other human design readers, I've heard before, like you have like one of the most creative charts I've ever seen. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's kind of what I was designed to do. And so I think it served me really well. Also having that gift of marketing and um, now getting into human design, I, I really desire to bring sort of like a creative edge to the way that we approach human design. Um, and I love what I do. It's so fun. Like I love being creative and creating new projects and um, I don't know. So that was kind of long-winded, but yeah, that's how I resonated with my design um, initially. And there's obviously so many layers to it, but that's kind of the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. it Everything that you mentioned just like kind of made me feel that human design kind of reconnects you with your inner child in a way. Um, so there's like some inner child work to be had there when you start exploring your, your human design. And I, I want to expand a bit more on like the manifestation specifically and something that stuck out to me in, in what you shared. And this is not even just human design related, but just in general, when, when we start aligning with our true selves and when we start like, start really stepping into that awakening healing journey, if you will, of like really desiring to know your purpose, really desiring to be in greater alignment with your higher self, really desiring to fulfill your soul, your soul's mission and like just feel very fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I feel like once you start stepping into that path and for you, it sounds like, you know, that really got amplified once you started exploring human design and I'm sure there were other things too, mm -hmm. but I've noted the truth that, you know, our life will start to fall apart when we start venturing into this path, because I mean, especially if we haven't been in alignment, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I, you mentioned somewhere where like things, you know, started kind of like falling apart for you in some way and, mm -hmm. um, challenges started arising, but ultimately they always, do end up leading us to the greater alignment that we're seeking. So it's all very like on purpose and it's definitely a journey that you need to trust that you have to have faith in. Um, yeah. There's going to be like unknowns and uncertainties and risks and sacrifices that you need to make. So, you know, as we kind of, you know, talk a bit more about some manifestations that you've experienced through stepping into that um, path of like greater self-awareness through human design for you, um, share with us a bit about how this relates to you of like, yeah. okay, I'm learning more about myself. Like human design is helping me, but now I'm starting to see like my life kind of fall apart. Um, yeah. And you know, if I'm wrong and, and this doesn't apply, let me know, but it kind of seems like it does. Yeah, no. Yeah. So much of my life. It's, it's weird. Cause that it was equally at the same time as of it falling apart, it was coming together. So when I started to kind of walk this path and really start to tune into my intuition, that's when I started like giving more and more readings. And I I knew, and you know, I think like, you know, someone I was talking to recently was like, you know, if I'm learning human design, like, you know, I'm drawn to it. Does that mean like I'm supposed to be a reader? And I'm like, no, it doesn't mean that you're not everyone's supposed to do human design when they learn it. That just happened to be what happened to me. Um, and I just knew that I had a draw towards it. And, you know, some people just, they want to learn more about themselves and then it just becomes a helpful system. And then I guess some people, you know, want to do this forever. And that was kind of like, there's no future that I see in my life where I'm not doing human design. And I knew that. And 
So I started to, again, like I started kind of just doing this as like a fun thing on the side, but I think the more and more that I did it, I was like, this is so fun. I love this. And the first few people that I did readings with, I mean, they were so basic and I always joke like, oh my gosh, those were not even real readings because they were really just me practicing, but it was fun. And it's so funny because even yesterday, actually, I think the second reading I ever did was with a friend of mine. And at the time we weren't even close friends. She's like my boyfriend's friend's girlfriend. And now we're closer friends, but she literally was messaging me yesterday. And um, I was giving her advice on something. And I was like, sorry, I didn't mean to just give you advice on, you know, something in your life. If, if that wasn't what you were trying to get, she was like, I love your like advice. You've changed my life. I hope you know that. And she always continues to tell me that the session that we had years ago was like the catalyst for her life. And the all like she moved across the country and different things. And you know, so I, I kind of felt like more and more, I was like really starting to help people and people were coming back and wanting to work with me in a greater way. And then I was waking up every day and doing a job that I like didn't really enjoy. You know, I was good at my job, but it wasn't something that was really fulfilling me and, and didn't feel aligned with my purpose. And so more and more, I was feeling less away from, from, or I was feeling more and more pulled away from who I was meant to be. And so that started to fall apart. I remember like specifically, um, probably like right when I was making the decision that I needed to make a change, I got into this like massive fight with a coworker and cried. And there was like another thing that happened at work that, um, was very unusual. And it was like, I remember having this, these like really bad couple weeks and just sobbing and being like, I've never had this happen at work before. And it was completely just falling apart. And then, you know, I, what I've learned about manifestation is that the universe will kind of trick you. Um, it will, right when you're getting close to the thing that you want, it will put something in front of you and say, is this, per- or, are you really ready for this? Are you like, it's going to um, really sort of challenge you and say, is this person really ready to step to the next level? And the universe at that point then threw in a promotion for me. And which made it really hard because I come from a family that doesn't have a lot of money and, um, you know, I have student loans and different things. And so for me to leave a container where I was really safe and had a career path laid out for me was a lot in my soul to let go of. And I have a parent that I was talking to throughout this process who was like, like you were an idiot if you ever leave like the position that you've created for yourself. And so I was increasingly dealing with this conditioning of like, this is what I want to do. And I feel so drawn here, but like, I keep staying in the same place. And so I actually went through like, you know, really um, for the first time in my life, a really deep sort of depression and felt like, honestly, that I didn't even want to go on with my life because I was like, if I can't do what I love and I, if the rest of my life is going to be clocking in at a job that I hate, um, even just because it's making me money, like, what's the point of life? Like, we're supposed to just come here and work forever. So that really became, um, it like started to weigh on me a lot. And it wasn't actually until I did a reading with someone (laughs) kind of in the midst of this, which is funny. I was like, I just, I started to like see a therapist and try to deal with these thoughts that I was having. And um, I was giving a reading and this beautiful girl that I was having a session with, I, uh, she said to me, you know, how do you tune into your gut? Like, how do you do this? We had a very similar design. And I said, I remember like giving her advice and thinking in my head, oh my God, I don't practice what I preach. What the heck am I doing? Like, I'm literally so fake. I'm phony. I don't practice anything that I say to everyone. And so I finally 
like it was literally the catalyst. I left that session and had like a come to Jesus where I was like, what am I doing? Like, I, I can't be meeting with these people. Like I'm not even embodying what I teach and that's a problem. And so literally like the next day I scheduled a call with my boss and I was like, I, I, and I just cried. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not happy. And he's, it was great. Ended up being like the perfect scenario. He's very spiritual and was like, you're going through a spiritual awakening. <laughs> like, It was great. And he was just like, let's put you part-time. And I went part-time for a minute. And then I just totally transitioned out and it ended up being greater than I could have ever imagined. So again, like it was like all these things are falling apart and I was really losing myself and losing control. But then all of a sudden it was like, when I took that leap of faith and I kept trusting my gut, things started to happen. I went part-time and like could keep my benefits, which was crazy. And then like, finally, like, you know, prove myself while being part-time that I can do this. Like my business is growing. And like, I really now, like, this is something that could happen. And so then when I finally took that leap, the day that I quit my corporate job, I sold 30 readings in a day um, for no, like, I, I mean, no one could have ever predicted that. Like there was no reason that happened. It just, like, it just did. (laughs) And it was kind of like, thank you. Like you're finally doing the thing that you were meant to do. And thank you, Leah, for finally stepping into your power. And, you know, there's obviously, like I said, so many details kind of mixed in there, but I I think that there was so much falling apart. And, you know, even now still, like I'm deconditioning takes seven years and I'm not seven years into my journey with human design. And I still think I'm deconditioning. Like there are definitely like you know, friends that have fallen out a little bit. And, you know, I'm in my late twenties. So I feel like that's natural for things to kind of fall apart at this point in our life, but nothing's fallen apart in a like really hard way. It's been very natural, which I think happens um, a lot too. It's like different things have fallen out, but opportunities have like flooded in. Like I was on the lady gang last week, which is like a major podcast, like 175 million downloads, which is a manifestation. Like, I don't know how I landed that opportunity. (laughs) And, you know, there's like things that just keep showing up that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know why these keep happening. So I kind of say I'm like a master of manifestation, but people are like, literally people are like, how did you, like, how do you do this? Like, what are the techniques that you use? I'm like, just using my human design. I literally just trust my gut. And, you know, some people aren't designed to trust their gut. You know, everyone sort of has their unique thing, but And like, just trust yourself, surrender, use your energy. Like, don't go against it. Just trust it. Like you have no idea. And by the way, dream bigger. Like I always tell people dream bigger than you can ever imagine, because I promise you things are going to show up that you never even could have imagined in the the timeline that they're happening to. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at the very beginning of, of what you shared in this bit, you know, you mentioned that simultaneously as things were falling apart, things were falling together. And I really feel like that's always the case. We just sometimes, or most of the time tend to just focus on what's falling apart that we don't see how things are actually falling together. Or, you know, we often just focus on what's right in front of us and forget to like kind of step back and see the bigger picture of like, actually, you know, things are coming together. They're just not coming together right in front of me. Um, but it also reminds me of this saying, um, you know, are you willing to let go of who you think you are to be who you really are along those lines? But mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's really what we have to do. You know, we have to let go and surrender and allow the falling apart to take place because it contributes yeah. to the falling together.
Let's take a moment, let's take a breather and talk about our partner, Athletic Greens, who introduced me to their product called AG1, which I've been taking for a few months now, every single day, and it's been a complete game changer for your girl. I seriously love AG1 so much, so I'm excited to briefly tell you a bit about it because I feel like you may really love it as well, especially if you are looking to integrate just high quality supplements and vitamins and minerals into your daily life, which I had been wanting to do for years, but I put it off for the longest time because the thought of like going out there and buying all of these different pills and like supplements and vitamins and minerals and like not knowing where to start and which ones to get just felt overwhelming. And AG1 just makes it so easy, so convenient because it gives you all of this in just one scoop. So in one scoop, one delicious scoop, I must say, of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right, to get all this nutritional goodness and greatness in your your body. And I've loved taking it in the morning, after I get home from the gym. So it feels kind of like a replenishment after my fitness, after my exercise, and before I have breakfast. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, literally all the things. I'm telling you, game changer. And I love how it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, it's friendly for your lifestyle of choice. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than, again, just like going out there and buying all of these different pills and vitamins and supplements and all of that. You get all of that goodness and greatness in high quality, and in just one scoop. So right now, my friends, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Y'all, it's so important that we are nourishing our bodies with high quality vitamins and minerals and these whole food source ingredients. And again, it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash SWG. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash SWG to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm telling you, it's a game changer and such a good investment. So I have left a link in the description below if you want to learn more about it and check it out. But without further ado, let's get back into this great conversation with Leah McLeod. What do you feel are some misconceptions surrounding human design? Oh, great question. (laughs) So much. Number one, it's not predictive. Um, I will sometimes sit down in sessions or especially (laughs) I'm from like a rural town in Michigan. So I, you know, I think I live in California now and (laughs) people here are a little bit more receptive to this sort of stuff. And I think when I first kind of did this and even still, I, I hear, I don't actually directly hear comments from like people that I know, but you know, good friends of mine will be like, oh gosh, you should hear what people say. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, they just, you know, 
you know, you don't have to convince people. People will come to human design and it will find them when they're ready for it. But, you know, it's not predictive. I will have people sit down and be like, are you going to predict my future? Now I am very intuitive and I am, you know, a medium actually in a lot of ways, but I, that's not what human design is. So it's not predictive. I'm not predicting your future. It will not tell you who your soulmate is. It will not tell you what career you should be in. It will literally just work with your energetics and tell you this is how you can make decisions and know that the right career and the right partner and the right things are going to fall in your lap because of that. Um, You know, human design is also not the end all be all. Like if it's not resonating with you, then it might not be for you. Now, I've never really had a session where I've it's never like been super accurate for someone, but or, or at least no one's ever told me. But, you know, I give people kind of permission to say, like, you know, if this isn't what resonates with you, then maybe like Enneagram's your thing or maybe, you know, maybe you're more of like into astrology. And I think all of these things are, are great things to know about yourself. But, you know, some people kind of find resonance in different things um, than others. And uh, it's, you know, human design is not a belief system. It's not something that goes against religion. Um, of course, it does draw on astrology, which people have, you know, misconceptions about or or maybe thoughts about that are one way or another. But I I don't think that human design, it doesn't ask you to believe in something. It's not saying like, you know, this is sort of the system that you have to show up at every, you know, you have to dedicate your life to it. Like, you know, it can make a difference, but it's not something that you have to believe in. Human design asks us to experiment. Human design is an experiment. It asks you to, hey, this is how you're wired to make decisions. Why don't you just try it out? Why don't you every day, like, see what happens when you start, like, living that way and seeing what shows up? Hey, what if you start to lean into that gift? Or if you learn about the shadow, can you start to recognize maybe when that's happening in your life? That's all I ask you to do. And again, like if it's not resonating, then maybe it's either not the right time or um, maybe there's still work to be done or maybe it's just not for you. Um, the last thing I'll say is that I've heard people say human design's a cult, which um, there are people in this community that are like very cult-like, I will say, that are like, this is like the only way that you can do the system. And this is the only the only words you can use and the only like language um, about it. And, you know, I just don't think that that's true. Like, I think that, um, so, you know, for example, like we, I've been mentioning intuition and one of the words in human design is called authority, which is this piece of us that like has the power of like how we make decisions. And, you know, there's some people that are like, you can't call it intuition. Like, that's not, that's not the right word for it. Like, that's not the way that it was like delivered. And I'm like, but really at the end of the day, it's just your intuition. Like, it's just a fancy word for intuition. And so, and yeah, I can find that sometimes it can be like kind of culty. <laughs> um, but, you know, some people like that. People like sort of like the source languaging. And for me, I'm more like, you know, what resonates? How can I help people through this? I, I care more to help people on a broader scale rather than I care about the words being like, you know, you having to have a dictionary to use human design and it being inaccessible. Like, I really care that human design is accessible to the greater the greater population. So, so yeah, so it's, it's not a cult, but certainly in any sort of thing, there are people that turn anything into a cult. Like there are like people that like die hard for Dunkin' Donuts. So <laughs> you'll, you can turn anything into a cult. <laughs> really though. Um, I'm glad that I asked that question because you answered it so beautifully. And I feel like that's going to be very helpful for a lot of people who may be mm -hmm. listening to this and are curious about human design, but still have some like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
she's a witch. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so many tools for self-awareness really have so many, so many misconceptions surrounding mm -hmm. them. Um, what do you feel isn't talked about enough, like regarding human design, like whether it's, you know, something a bit on the broader scale or just like, even like a specific part of the chart that you feel like, man, this is like so powerful. It isn't talked about enough. Um, what is that? What is that yeah. for you? The sun gate, I think, is so important. Um, it's called our conscious sun. It's so basically, if you were to look at your chart, there's like these two columns on each side. And the right hand side, the top sort of the number that's at the top of that column, there will be like a sun symbol and then there will be like a number. And that number is a gate and gates are just, you know, it just means a gift. And that is like the most potent gift within anyone's chart. So I mentioned like I'm born under gate one. So that is a super strong gift within my chart. And um, so I think that that is something that people don't talk enough about. Um, that is also leans into our purpose. And so I would say that. And I think that there are some deeper layers that I I find that people want to know more about. And I, I resonate because when I first got into human design, I was like, why is no one talking about um, these aspects? And the ones that I'm talking about are what we call variables, which it leans on something called the primary health system. So we all have a digestion type within human design, a strongest sense and environment we thrive in. Um, we all have like perspective and a motivation. And I really was like wanting more information on those pieces when I was getting into human design. And now I understand why they're not talked about enough because they're deeper layers and they actually require using that like strategy and authority, which is um, the language that we use for making decisions. It That's the most important part. And you're not even going to be able to access any of these like variables until you're kind of in that place for a while. And they actually just naturally start to show up. So it's not like you... I think a lot of people learn human design and then they're like, I have to change everything about myself rather than it It should be a system that you learn that says, okay, this is how I make decisions. This is my strategy and authority. And this is my energy type. I mean, now I can make decisions using my energy. That's the only thing that you should change. And then everything else will start to happen. Like if you have the channel of marketing, which I have in my charts, like all of a sudden I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, like, and I wasn't doing marketing. Now I'm going to like become a marketer. It's not about that. It's about no making decisions moment to moment and noticing that these gifts naturally start to appear. And then you can go, oh my gosh. And then it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. Digestion. For example, like in my chart, I have um, closed taste, which means I'm meant to eat very seasonally and very simple and pure. When I heard that at first, that did not resonate with me. And, and I realized it's because I was out of alignment. Now, like naturally I'm drawn towards seasonal food. Like I didn't even have to try. Like now I'm like, I want to go to the farmer's market. Like it's winter and I'm like, I need a sweet potato. I need, you know, a, a nightshade. Like I need something that's like more seasonal right now. And so I think that that sort of happens without us trying so hard. So I think those would be kind of like my two things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so... I'm glad that I asked that too, because I didn't even know that those are things that you can find in your chart. That's so intricate and detailed. And I love how the concept and the truth really of like how, you know, because I, I do feel like, especially now as like wellness and spirituality and like all of this is becoming more and more mainstream and talked about and popular um, people do have that sense of like, oh, like once I learned this about myself or like they take everything as fact and it's like, okay, I need to change all of these aspects and it can be very overwhelming. But truly it's like, 
I feel like with everything, just like take what resonates, you know, digest mindfully, go with the flow of it, and then naturally things will unfold. Um, and you'll discover those deeper layers naturally without having to pressure it or having to force it or having, you know, um, cause that really isn't the way, um, ever with anything. Um, but you kind of, you kind of touched on here, like what are some of like the basics, like the need to know? Cause when I first, I don't remember when it was or how I like first aligned to human design, I think if I'm not mistaken, I aligned with Erin Claire Jones's page and she's, she's a previous guest. So for those of you listening who, you know, want to learn more about human design, there's another episode with Erin Claire Jones and also a recent episode with, um, Hillary Jackendoff, who's another human design reader that we kind of touch on in the episode. But, um, I like, you know, did my chart cause you can like you can download your chart for free on like various websites. And I definitely recommend people like be mindful of like, you know, where the source, you know, again, with every, that applies to everything, like be mindful of the source. But I saw the chart and I just felt very overwhelmed. (laughs) Um, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn here. Um, Let me just learn a little bit about what, like what a manifesting generator is. So for those who may pull up their chart and feel overwhelmed, what would you say? Like, just again, kind of like what we're talking about here, just focus on these things first and then, you know, work on that. And then naturally things will kind of unfold. And if you want to look deeper, look deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I would. So I hear that all the time and I, I love Erin. Erin is someone I've studied with. She's an expander for me. She's a friend of mine. So definitely um, recommend Erin in all aspects, but The first thing that I would say is to really not look at the chart and the graph. Like, don't look at all the numbers and the shapes and and all that, because that's less about what matters. What matters is sort of the information that outputs next to it. (laughs) And on any of these charts, you're going to see, like, it'll tell you your energy type. It's going to tell you your strategy. It's going to tell you, you know, all these things. I would focus on energy type, number one. And you'll go on Instagram and you're going to see a gazillion accounts of people talking about like manifestors or, you know, projectors or reflectors. There's going to be information out there for you. So I would start there. I would understand what that means. And then when you know your energy type, you know your strategy. And so if you're a generator, it's to respond, which I mentioned in my story. If you're a projector, it's to wait for the invitation or recognition. If you are a manifestor, it's to inform. If you're a reflector, it's to wait a lunar cycle. Or sometimes I like to say, wait to be sort of invited. I think they operate very similar to a projector. So the strat- energy type and strategy are going to be kind of key because the strategy is how you can strategically use your energy as whatever energy type you are to bring yourself the most aligned opportunities. And then authority is a fancy word for intuition, which is just the thing inside of you that has the power. This is so some people are going to be have emotional authority, which means that they need to make um, decisions over time. So not in the moment they need to sleep on things. They need to feel the highs and lows of something before deciding if it's right for them. You have sacral authority. This is just gut feelings. It just means you have a really strong gut. You know, in the moment, your gut will speak to you. Some people have instinctual authority, which just means like they have strong instincts. It's like a sort of whisper, an epiphany, a revelation that's like, do this, act on this. It's spontaneous. And it tells them to go right away. 
Um, some people, it's like if they have the heart or the will to do something, the they're motivated, they're, they have this drive inside them that's like, oh my God, I have the will and the heart. Like I need, I will, I, I want to do this. Um, and then some people, they have to like make decisions through being a sounding board with others. This is called like voice or it's called self-projected formally, um, sounding board intuition. There's lots of different words for it, but it just means like you're meant to kind of like talk out loud, hear what's coming out of your voice, hear what you have to say. Some people it's um, feeling into their environments and making decisions over time by being around different people and feeling into what's happening or what's happening in the cosmos. So those are like all of the different authorities. Um, And so depending on what yours is, that can help you start to make decisions and know that the next piece is called signature theme and not self theme, which is just you know, the sign that you're in or out of alignment, your signature theme is a sign you're in alignment, your not self theme is a sign you're out of alignment. So when you lean into those few things, so energy type, strategy and authority, because using your strategy and authority, they're in a marriage. And every time you do that, plus that, that will equal your signature theme. So that'll equal satisfaction if you're a generator, or a manifesting generator, it's going to equal, um, it's going to equal uh, success if you're a projector. It's going to equal peace if you're a manifester and surprise if you're a reflector. And so knowing those is the number one thing you need to know. Everything else is going to be a lot. So that's the first part to just get a hold of and to start integrating every day. If you need a place to start, I do sell um, what's called the human design guidebook. It's like a personalized guidebook that will tell you every aspect of your human design. So it will go into the foundations, but then it will also go into all of your energy centers, your channels, your gates, your incarnation cross, which is where we find purpose. It will go into all of your um, variables. So we'll cover digestion, strongest sense, um, environments, manifesting style and motivation. So we'll kind of have all of those pieces in there too. I love that. That sounds so helpful. And again, I'm going to put those links for anyone who's listening and is intrigued to like pull up their chart for free and then wants to, you know, guide themselves even further to purchase that. And you offer readings as well. Yep. I still Um, do readings. (laughs) Yeah. So kind of, you know, kind of like bring this conversation a little full circle and just to like practice a bit of, you know, what we're talking about, like the essentials here of looking at your chart. I do want to pull up my chart. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it in front of me too. <laughs> um, but before we just like, just touch on it a little bit, I want to read this post that you made about manifesting generators that like really touched my heart. You oh. said, <laughs> destroy the idea that you are sporadic, passionless, and chaotic. Embrace your gift of course correcting, being good at a ton of different things and having so many interests leads to an exciting life. I read that and I was like, thank you, Leah. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, love that. Yeah. So definitely made me feel seen. Um, And so when I, you know, I I plugged in my information on your site and got the chart here. Um, What are some things that stick out to you that you feel like, oh, this yeah. What, I mean, I wouldn't know what sticks out to me looking at this. So in your eyes as an expert, um, what are a couple things that, you know, if this were someone else that you'd really want to like bring up? Yeah. So the right away, when I look at someone's chart, I will look at, okay, so I see your, how you would say your human design to someone is you would say, I'm a four, six emotional manifesting generator. That's like how you would say your chart or your human design. 
So instantly I'm like, okay, four, six emotional manifesting generator. I see that you have independent definition, which is basically called single definition. Um, and then I see that I would look at your centers. So I see the centers are just the shapes. You have an undefined identity. You have an open ego. You have an undefined Ajna and an open head center. And then, you know, all the rest are kind of defined or colored in. So I first was looking at that and then I'm looking at your channels and thinking, okay, you've got the 34 to 20 channel, you've got the 48 to 16, and then you've the 12 to 22, the nine to 52, the 19 to 49. I think that's all of them. Oh, and then you have the 50, you've got a lot of channels. You've got the 32 to um, 54. So lots of different energy, different things sort of showing up. You know, the first thing that I would start with is just the fact that you are a manifesting generator, that the little blurb that you read from my website is a perfect sort of reminder of your energy type being, um, that you are multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, like manifesting generators are this hybrid between the generator and the manifester. And being a manifesting generator is that you are built with this sort of stream of energy that sort of sort of sort of hose up in um, random moments. So manifestors get these like creative bursts and urges from the universe to go after something. And you are built with that. But manifestors need to take rest and um, give themselves like moments to just chill before the next creative idea because they aren't built with the motor to kind of generate and keep kind of going after things generators and manifesting generators they have the energy of society um you know they're sometimes coined as like the nine to fivers which you know given my story i don't love but like they are the people who have the energy to build and create and so with you being having them those manifestor pieces you also have the generator motor to sustain for a while so you can get an idea and you can go after it and then all of a sudden like one day it's like you get another one and then you got to go after this thing and so that's why you're so curious by nature and um you're someone who's meant to kind of go after all of your different interests and i find that manifesting generators feel so limited by this world that's like niche down find your thing do the one thing and it's like yeah, that I'm sure that can be great for some people, but for you, that feels so limiting because it's like your energy is naturally wanting to be pulled in so many different directions and you're meant to kind of honor that. So that's the piece that I lean in kind of first about you being a manifesting generator and um, manifesting generators and generators operate with decisions very similarly. So your strategy is to respond. And what this means is that as a manifesting generator, when you're following things that you love to do, when you're kind of following those creative bursts and, and things, you're constantly magnetizing things towards you to respond to. So rather than like forcing things, pushing things, chasing after life, it's just trusting that the universe is going to plant the right opportunities in front of you. And it's just up to you to tune into your intuition to decide what's right to go after or not. Your intuition or authority is emotional authority. So this can be tricky as a generator and a manifesting generator because something that you may have heard is that you have a very strong gut, which is true. But you don't make decisions from your gut right away. Having emotional authority just means that you have this sort of wave that you're constantly on. So kind of like a surfer, like you're constantly surfing this wave. And when it's at a high, it's like really like exciting energy. It's really like greatest day ever. Yes, yes. I'm going to say yes to everything. And then when it's at a low, it's like everything sucks. I'm having the worst day of my life. And it's like low energy. And so for you, it's important that if a decision presents itself, there's something for you to respond to. It's not, you don't want to make a decision in the moment for someone like you. Like you really want to give yourself time to feel into, is this a yes or a no? Does this feel right? Or does this not? And as you're feeling into things, that is going to give you sort of the, um, 
that's going to give you sort of the indication whether something's right for you. Like you're meant to love your decisions over time rather than in the moment. So sleeping on things, saying, even if it's something, maybe it's like three o'clock and someone's like, do you want to get dinner tonight? It's like, let me feel into it. I'll get back to you in an hour. Giving yourself time to go, does this sit right with me? When you feel neutral, when you feel clear and you have clarity, you may know in the moment, but I would still not make a decision. I would still give it that time. But when that clarity comes, that's usually kind of when the gut's like, yep, or nope, this is not, this is not a yes, or this is a, this is a yes. And so then you can sort of make a decision from there. So that's how you make decisions. Every time you do that, you feel satisfied. Your theme of alignment is satisfaction and satisfaction is literally the sign that you are blissed out. You're fulfilled. It's like when you lay your head down at night, you feel so satisfied. And it's like, you've got this battery, this generator motor inside of you. And it's like that batteries drain but it's not like depleted and it's not like leaking it's like drained because you you use it on things that you enjoy it all day long and so your life is filled with satisfaction and like you chase that or you know chase <laughs> i don't like to say chase because i don't want people to be in a state of like forcing things to happen but i mean like you should follow what's going to satisfy you in life and you know every time you don't do that when you maybe like make an impulsive decision you don't give yourself that time or maybe when you're trying to use your head to make decisions or do what someone else did that's when you're going to start to feel frustrated so that yeah. is how you operate um in decision making does that feel clear to you because i'll keep going yeah no it, it totally does um and it reminds me actually just yesterday i told someone you know i was like trying to make a decision on something i was like you know, kind of taking a while to like make the decision. And I, I told him, I was like, you may come to find that I can be kind of indecisive with these things. And he responded and said, I don't feel like you're indecisive. I think you're more so just being thoughtful. And mm -hmm. that I was like, wow, <laughs> I feel so seen. Like this whole time I was telling myself that I'm indecisive, but really it's actually thoughtfulness. Mm -hmm. And that just reminded me of like what you were saying here in regards to my decision making. So that totally aligns. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I want to like dive further, but we are going to go on Instagram live and talk more about this and more about the chart. Um, so for those of you who are listening and are like curious to like, just learn more about what a reading is like, um and to learn more i mean i don't know if anyone's interested in learning more about my specific chart but we're definitely going to expand more in conversation so i kind of want to leave the juiciness for that and yeah, by the time by the time people listen to this um the instagram live will be out there in the world so all those links for you all will be in the description so i thank you so much leah for being willing to like tap into that a little bit um yeah. it totally resonates um and i have been feeling called to you know really learn more about human design like i feel like it was introduced to me you know and i learned a bit about it but now like in this moment it's like okay now now it's time to learn more about it yeah. so the alignment of this conversation for sure was timely and divine um but before we get into the final five which are mm -hmm. just five you know fill in the blanks 
I want to hold space for you in the case there's anything that, you know, we didn't touch on or that you feel called to share, but if not, no worries. Yeah. I just want to say too, that, you know, I am excited to dig into your chart on live. Um, and I think anyone would want to tune in if they're a four, six, uh, emotional manifesting generator. I think that that's going to be really helpful for you. And if you have any of the channels that I mentioned earlier, I think that it'll be a helpful conversation because I find that, um, you know, even if you don't have the exact design, you're going to hear things about even yourself through just the conversations that I have with people. So definitely tune in. And um, I just want to kind of quickly mention a couple ways to work with me before we get into the um the live. So I mentioned my guidebooks and I am still doing sessions. I say that because a lot of human design readers at some point kind of stop to focus on other things, but I still do readings and I would love to connect with people there. Um, and I am opening up a program. The wait list is open right now um, within the, the quarter, the first quarter of the year around kind of digging deeply into all of the layers to help people with manifestation, to help people with deconditioning and to get into a flow state. We're going to dig into like movement, nutrition, um, all sorts of things, relationships. And so it's this really cool program that I've been building. And um, I also teach people to become human design readers. So if you want to become a reader, join my mentorship. And yeah, so just wanted to quickly just mention a couple of the ways to get involved, but excited for the five questions. Yes, yes. Um, thank you so much for all of that and super resourceful. Um, and yeah, you mentioned that I have a lot of channels and I'm like, ooh, what does that mean? So stay tuned. But the final five are just five fill in the blanks. So it can be one word, more than one word, whatever calls to you. I am grateful to know. I'm grateful to know. That's such a good one. Um, I am grateful to know so many of the the people. I, I like can't think like I was thinking of a person and honestly, like I'm so grateful to know so many people that are maybe even listening to this that have come into my world. I'm so grateful to know everyone that I've ever worked with. I feel like there are never mistakes, even today, like us meeting, like there's never a mistake. We are meant to either teach each other a lesson or to build each other up. Like it's all meant to be, even in bad interaction is a part of our purpose. And so I'm just so grateful to know, to know the people that I get to interact with. Beautiful. I love that answer. I'm grateful to be. Hmm. I am grateful to be honestly just alive. Like I'm really grateful to be in this lifetime. And I think, so another thing that I do kind of outside of my business is I, I have a little sort of small business that I just started called Soul Healing Circles. And I do full and new moon circles on the beach of Newport. If you're in Orange County, come join me on the new and full moon. I have an Instagram called Soul Healing Circles, but I'm so grateful to be in this lifetime because something that we do in circle is we talk about kind of the history around women and um, council started with women, you know, hundreds of years ago because they didn't have really like rights. They didn't really have the ability to share. And so these women would get together in this council and they would, you know, share from the heart and they would go in circle and talk and um, just became this beautiful space for people to share what's hard. And I think that we all still need that. And I'm so grateful to live 
to be alive and to experience the modern world where we're able to do those things and we're able to talk and communicate and you know build businesses and manifest like manifestation is becoming so popular because you couldn't you didn't have the resources back then we have so much resources we're so abundant and I know not everyone is so this is a very privileged conversation it's very privileged to even be listening to this podcast but I'm just so happy to be alive because I think that there's just so much opportunity still yet to come Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to overcome well given my story I'm really grateful to overcome so much of a life that I used to be living and and overcome those challenges to now be where I am today. I'm grateful to welcome. I'm grateful to welcome. So my word for the year is surrender. And so I'm grateful to welcome, or I don't know if it's happy or I'm grateful to hear more, but I'm, I'm looking forward to welcoming in more surrendering and trust that things are happening that I've laid the foundation and and things are moving for me even when I'm not moving or if I'm not doing like if I'm being things are still happening and I I don't have to worry like my spirit team is working working for me Mm. I feel like these are my favorite final five (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and I'm grateful to surrender oh so there you go that's perfect I'm grateful to surrender yeah to surrender to yeah, what's to come? Grateful to just surrender to life. And I don't know, this year, I just really, I keep saying like, I don't have to worry. I'm taking care of, like, that's my mantra. I say every day, I'm taking care of. Why am I, Uh I don't have to worry about this. Uh Universe has my back. Yes. Oh, that's like such a beautiful way to end this conversation. Thank you so much, Leah. I am so grateful that I said yes to this and that you said yes to this. Um, I really, really enjoyed this conversation and you're so well-spoken. So I can, it's just very notable that like, and transparent that, you know, you are in alignment and that you're passionate about what you do and that you are embodying this. So thank you so much for all your pursuits and all that led you here and for everything that you shared. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I love that you said that because I don't believe that I'm well-spoken and I was thinking in my head how well-spoken you are. So um, I love that. Um, I'll receive that today because maybe I needed to hear it. Thank you.